Thanks for listening to the Thanks for Visiting podcast, where our mission is to help hosts share their space and live their dream. This episode is sponsored by our free Airbnb Startup Essentials Checklist. Our comprehensive Airbnb Startup Essentials Checklist will take the guesswork out of what you'll need to finally get your Airbnb off the ground. You'll have the confidence to do that thing you've always wanted to do. Get started today sharing your space and living your dream by visiting our website, thanksforvisiting.me. And that's for F-O-R and signing up for your free Airbnb Startup Essentials Checklist. Again, this is free, so hurry up and get your copy today. Now on to the episode. You're listening to the Thanks for Visiting podcast. We believe hosting with heart is at the core of every successful short-term rental. With Annette's background in business operation and Sarah's extensive hospitality management and interior design experience, this dynamic duo has welcomed more than 2,000 guests from 25 countries, earning them over half a million dollars and garnering them over 650 five-star reviews. Now they're ready to share creative ways for your listing to stand out, to serve your guests, and be profitable. Each episode will have knowledgeable guests who bring value to the short-term rental industry, or Annette and Sarah will share stories about their own experiences so you can implement actionable improvements to your own rentals. Whether you're experienced, new, or nervous to start your own short-term rental, we promise you'll feel right at home. Here are your hosts, Annette and Sarah. Hello, friends. Welcome to another fantastic episode of Thanks for Visiting. I am one of your co-hosts, Sarah Karakayan. And I am Annette Grant. And together we are Thanks Thanks for Visiting. And we are, of course, excited to have um, a new guest on. And we actually met this guest at our last Airbnb meetup that we host uh, here in Columbus, Ohio. So, just if anybody's listening, go to your local meetups. You can meet cool people, and maybe a week or two later, you can be on their podcast. So today, <laughs> I want to welcome Kelly Rao to our episode, and she is a marketing expert. And I was blown away at the meetup when she told me how she uses social media and to launch like a new. I think it's expensive, right? A pr- pretty pricey uh, place in Mexico, and how she's getting repeat guests. Uh, and upping their occupancy rate and just their overall income. So welcome to the show, Kelly. Thanks for having me. Awesome. So today we're going to tackle Instagram and Facebook because it's Mm -hmm. free Mm -hmm. still. Yeah. For now, at least. For now. To start an account. And I think we need to talk to our listeners about not... Like we always talk about how your Airbnb is your business. And I think what Kelly is going to share with us today will really help up your business and your brand, Mm -hmm. whether it is, you know, a room in your house, a mother-in-law suite, a luxury uh, vacation home. I think everything that she's going to give us is so valuable and really will help you up your game and um, up the experience for your guest. And that's really what we're looking for. So if the guest can get excited following you on Facebook or Instagram beforehand, I think that's a great way for A, for them to communicate and then to just, you know, gain excitement and learn about the area a little bit more before visiting. So Kelly, do you want to talk us through how you even started doing marketing for a short-term rental? Sure. So uh, I worked in corporate marketing for about five or six years. And during that time, I started doing some social media for small businesses in Columbus, like restaurants and fitness and that sort of thing. Um, Eventually, I left my full-time job and started doing uh, social media mainly for a lot of different clients in town, but they were all small businesses, all service-based. So the goal was trying to get people in their doors. 
kind of how I look at my clients. They're always trying to get people indoors. Through that, I had I worked with the fitness studio in town and made a really good connection with the owner, worked with them for like two years. He eventually left the fitness studio and he is a he's a guy that travels all over the world. And he decided to open up an Airbnb in Mexico. So about in Sayulita, Mexico, it's near Puerto Vallarta, right on the ocean. So about six months after he left the yoga studio, I hadn't heard from him and he called me and he said, Hey Kelly, I've got this property in Mexico. It's our second year. First year, we, you know, we we had really good occupancy. This, but we didn't do any marketing. It was brand new. It was kind of we were up in the Airbnb listings, and now that market is so saturated, we need to do something a little bit different. So you did really good social media for the yoga studio. I wonder if you could do social media for my rental property or my Airbnb property. And my first thought was, what? Like Mexico, Sayulita, all my clients are in Columbus, Ohio. That doesn't make any sense. And then I had to sit back and say, his goal is to get people in his door. It's the same principles that I use for my yoga clients, for my fitness, or for my restaurants, for my bars, for everyone I work with. It's the same concept. You're trying to get people to come to your door or get people to ask you questions about how they can purchase your service. Mm-hmm. And so it's the same principles that I've done for all my other clients that I have been able to put in place with this rental property that he has. And it's it's been a it's been a really fun thing for me to work on something that's outside of Columbus that's beautiful oceanfront pictures, but it's also been really beneficial for them as well, just to have another way, freeway to promote since they weren't getting the bookings they wanted from just Airbnb alone. Okay. So let's let's tell our listeners, describe this property though. Yeah. Let's go over the city again. Mm-hmm. There are, you know, exactly where it is. At what it is each night. Let's mm-hmm. talk about the property and then you can kind of walk us through building out their social yeah. media from there. Yeah. So the property is uh, it's a condo is what it's considered. It's a tall three-story condo um, right on the ocean. The, the kitchen opens up. There's no doors uh, to the outside from the kitchen, the living room. It opens up right into the pool, which then walks down to the ocean. So in that area, there's a lot of rental properties around there and they got this the best unit on the corner that's on the boardwalk. It's beautiful. Sayulita, Mexico is actually where they filmed Bachelor in Paradise. So (laughs) if you've watched that, which has helped a lot too with promoting the area. Do you use that hashtag? I I have. (laughs) Yes, I have. I also have Google Alerts set up for, I get emails anytime we talk about Sayulita. And we share articles about Bachelor in Paradise as well because I mean, it's it's a hot spot right now. It's a hot thing when it was on this last... I don't know if you guys watch it. It was on <laughs> recently. And so a lot of people were Googling Sayulita. And ah. we were able to have some, you know, post different stories about it on our Facebook page that just kind of drummed up the area a little bit more. But anyway, beyond Bachelor in Paradise, Sayulita is a sleepy little surfer town. It's quiet. It's people go, people move there and they live there forever. A lot of people from the US just move there and stay. It's laid back. It's kind of like a, think of a California surfer town. Mm-hmm. It's not too touristy yet, but it's, there's a, there's a lot of properties that are available to rent for vacation rentals there. So standing out in the market was something that we really wanted to do. The space itself is super, they totally gutted and renovated the whole place. It's super modern. It's super bohemian a little bit too. And it's just cozy, but also has that, has like a Mexico feel to it. And it's very high end. The bottom level is the first, I guess the bottom and second level is a three bedroom. And then the top level is a penthouse suite. 
So people can either rent, there's three options. They can rent the three bedroom, main two levels. They can rent the penthouse suite or they can rent the whole place. That's a four bedroom then. So that's another thing that's been, was challenging for him to promote was we have three different options when booking this place and not one is booked more than the other. They're all booked pretty equally. And the prices range from 300 all the way up to $600 a night, depending on what, what, uh, how many bedrooms you want. And then the time of year. And that can get even higher also, depending on if it's like around the holidays and stuff. So, so let's, so for our listeners, I, if you live in someplace like Columbus, Ohio, or if you're in, you know, Wyoming, like I don't want you to get discouraged that any of these principles aren't going to apply to you because yeah. Kelly, I mean, your issue is, or your challenge mm-hmm. is, you know, will everyone who's lit, who, who comes across your, the Instagram account, the Facebook account have plans to already go to Mexico. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can help influence them to mm-hmm. want to go to Mexico. So that's a challenge. Whereas if you are in a town like Columbus, Ohio, you know, how do we reach people who are on their way to Columbus mm-hmm. or what have you? So when did you start using Facebook and Instagram to help out this property? How long ago was that? It was about three, three months ago, I would say three, three or four months, months ago, three or four months ago. Okay. So yeah. Very, it hasn't been that long. Okay. So we're, we're like in October right now. Yeah. So like it was in the summertime. Yeah. Asked me okay. to do it. Yeah. And what have, what changes have you seen already in just the simple act of starting an Instagram account and Facebook? So, uh, the, one of the first things I did was find other properties that were like this, mm-hmm. like his property and then follow all their followers yeah. and engage with them. Ah. I mean, that's like the simple, easy way. I mean, it's, no one's reinventing anything here. That's you go find where the people you want are and you talk to them. So engaging with them, commenting with them. The what the number one thing we saw were people were asking questions like through Instagram and through Facebook, like, hey, are these dates available? Or how many people can you fit? Or, you know, I have, I want to have this party. Can we come? Asking questions that they would normally ask maybe through Airbnb, but they didn't, right. they didn't, they found us on social media first. However, we can go into that, how they found us. But the number one thing was questions and engagement. And then we were able also to have our, we're trying to do now is have the people that are staying there check in when they're at the location. So if I'm on vacation, I'm at Casa Palmar, I'm going to check in so that all their friends can say, oh, Susie's at this cool Airbnb I see on her Facebook page. I'm going to check that out. So having a place for them to tag that, you know, before they could geotag or they could location tag it, now they can actually tag the page. Right. And there's a whole bunch more information there. So I think the number one thing has been engagement questions just more people seeing it that would never have seen it before. So just for anyone who's not Facebook or Instagram savvy, to tag a business, yeah. right? You start a business Facebook page. Correct. And so whatever, it's like facebook.com forward slash the name of the business. Correct. Right? Yeah. And so then um, listeners, if someone is on Facebook, they can start typing that the business exists mm-hmm. without sign, it should auto-populate mm-hmm. to that business and you can select it. And then other people who see your their post or your post mm-hmm. on your feed can also click on the business and learn more about it. Right. Okay. Same thing right. with Instagram. Same thing with Instagram. Yep. yep. Created pages for both. Yeah. Kelly, tell our listeners right now, since they might be at their computer in their car mm-hmm. and they can pull up Instagram and Facebook, let's tell them exactly where they find this property. Yeah. So as we're talking. It's well, uh, Casa, C-A-S-A, Palmar, P-A-L-M-A-R, Sayulita, S-A-Y-U-L-I-T-A. We will uh, have that in the show notes, but if you're listening right now and you kind of want to check this out to see what Kelly's doing and what we're talking about, feel free to to look those up. Mm-hmm. With 
When you started the Facebook and Instagram, obviously you're an expert in the space, but if I'm just getting started, my thought is, number one, I need to probably just have some really awesome photos. Yeah. Is that 100%. Your, That's your the suggestion? You okay. need to hire a professional photographer. Even if, no matter if you're renting now, you know, a, a, a barn in <laughs> Newark, Ohio, or a, a property in Mexico, like you have to have good looking professional photos. Those are going to perform the best on social media. So yeah, we had a photographer come in and take about 60 photos. And what I'm doing is just kind of using those photos, but also then cropping them a little differently to repurpose them. Because the thing is with that space, I'm not there, so I can't take pictures. But also the space is the space. It's not like a new picture, like a taking a picture of the living room changes from day to day, right? right? So whereas my restaurant clients, I can get new food photos, drink photos, whatever all the time. So you have to get a little more creative with the photos you're doing of your property. But then using user-generated content as well. So encouraging people like in your in your book, when you go there, tag us on social media. What's that called? Your welcome book? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In your welcome book, under one of their steps, tag us on social media. Here's our handle. And then using their photos and repurposing those photos from their stay um, just can help jazz up the content a little bit. But 100% professional photos is you have to have that. Um, just spend the money. Just do it. <laughs> and uh, a thought I just had, don't have children, but I'm thinking if you have like teenagers, college age kids that are roaming around your house, give them um, an internship on your, you know, Airbnb property and say, Hey, start running social media for us. Or if you have a niece or a nephew or somebody, if you're not, if it's really not, you know, something that you're interested in doing, I bet you there are kids in your neighborhood, you know, young adults in your family that would be super stoked to help you um, launch Facebook and Instagram for for your short-term rental. When you started it, is the owner of the property, are they involved in it at all? Are the you social the media? Yep. No, he he didn't even follow us until <laughs> I was. I met with him like two weeks ago and he's like, what's our handle again? He had no idea. He never even followed. He doesn't, all he cares about is that there's bookings. Right. He doesn't care what I'm posting. That's how he was with the yoga studio too. And that's how I like clients to be honestly. Like if I'm getting you bookings and you're busy, then what's there to worry about? You don't need to be on there. So pretty hands off. Okay, when you when you first started, did you start Facebook first or Instagram or both in the same day? Like, start, walk us through the launch of that because yeah. this might be overwhelming. Is it like I need to do everything in one day? Yeah. And walk me through how much time you've kind of spent over the last three months of getting it up and running to a good place. Yeah, so Facebook um, was where we started because Facebook's kind of the hub for all social media. So Facebook first, and then you can build out Instagram. They're connected, but Facebook's where you have to spend more time because there's more information to fill out. There's a there's a longer bio. There's um, your hours. I mean, there's just a lot more things to fill out. Whereas Instagram, it's only, you know, those two lines in your Mm -hmm. profile Mm -hmm. and then maybe a website. So I started with Facebook and also because that's where my client's demographic is. Um, Facebook tends to have an older population and he's not, 20 year olds are not the ones who are coming to book his property, Mm -hmm. but we still do Instagram as well because it's, we know it's super important and we are honestly are getting just as many messages now through Instagram as we were through Facebook. Um, but Facebook's where I started. Okay. Yeah. And then if you were coaching me, if I was one of your mm-hmm. clients and said, Hey, I have this Airbnb and we sat down together. How long do you think that would take for me to set up my page? Just make my first post. What are we looking at their time-wise commitment for an hour? Our listeners. Okay. It so- can be really quick. It can be less than that if you want it to be. Um, but just filling out all your info and just, I always say have, especially on Instagram post like three photos just to get something there in your mm-hmm. feed. So if someone goes to your profile, 
They don't see just one photo. They can see three. They can see a couple of different things on Facebook. Um, I think you just need to have all your buttons in place. You can add like a book now button. You can add a message me button. Just making sure your page has all the info right there in the beginning. I mean, really, you could take an hour or so to set it up. Okay. Yeah. And do you suggest that if people are on Facebook, they have all of their friends that they just make everybody aware of that page immediately? Yes. You invite every single person. Yep. Invite everyone that's on your friend list that you think would you know, like like to see your photos and what you're doing, which they probably do. Absolutely. Um, and they might, they and might, they might be share it. Guests. They yeah. might, and, but they also might say, Hey, my friend has this property, um, in Columbus, like they'll share it to their page. And then who knows where that would lead. Yeah, absolutely. I can see that being very beneficial, especially, um, obviously in vacation towns, but if you're, if it's your personal network in the town that you mm-hmm. live in, I'm sure you could get you know, all of your friends on Facebook most likely have guests coming to town at some point in time, if not this year, next year, and they could share your property Mm -hmm. with them. I think that would be super cool if you had your friends and families, other friends and family, like booking with you. And going back to what you said about like having your friends or daughter, son, niece or nephew to run it, like that's true. You can do that. It doesn't, you don't need to. I think the reason why a lot of people don't start social media accounts, they're like, it's a lot of work. And it can be, but it also doesn't have to be. Mm-hmm. All I say is that you have to have a consistent presence. Now, what are, so those people are like, okay, well, how many times a week should I post? Well, as long as you're consistent and so new, someone can go on your page and say, oh, in the last week or so, they posted. They know that your business isn't shut down. They know that you're not closed. They know that you're still active doing stuff. So, and especially for Airbnb properties, you don't have to get too creative with your captions, right? It's, it's, here's this, beautiful space that you can cozy up next to the fire or here's this hot tub, it, you know, here's our hot tub with like a beautiful chilly night outside. Um, you can warm up in the tub, just simple captions with using the right hashtags and using, you know, nice emojis, just stuff that make it look like a fun place. You can really make it simple and you don't have to post every single day, five times a day. Another thing I th- you brought up was Google alerts. I think it would be cool to be posting just what's going on in your area. Again, wherever you are in the world, there's some sort of festival Mm -hmm. or concert or sporting event. So it doesn't even need to be your own content about your space. It's about what your potential guests are enjoying while they're staying there. So that's another thing that you can really up the amount of content that you could have. And people would probably be interested. And let's say like, let's take it local here. Let's say there's a big event um, here in Columbus, Ohio that you know about coming up in, let's say three months or something. Your properties here, you can share that event through your page and say, Hey, Columbus, like this event's coming up. When you're ready to book, like look to, you know, wherever your property is called for availability. But yeah, I do that for the Mexico property. I have alerts set up for the town. And anytime there's a story, there's a lot of travel and luxury stories that are like five best places in Mexico to vacation. And I always share those because um, it, doesn't, it doesn't hurt at all. And it certainly uh, puts the space in a better light too. Especially being in Mexico, it gets a lot of bad press. So that's actually been a challenge as well. So I thought it was really interesting that your owner said, we've been open for two years now. First year, we didn't really, quote unquote, do any marketing. Mm-hmm. Which is interesting because I think a lot of hosts think that Airbnb is their marketing platform. Mm-hmm. Right? Because Airbnb does have a, a really, now it's a household name. Mm-hmm. And now you go to the website and there is a feed of properties to where you can stay. But as we all know, if you've been listening to Thanks for Visiting for a while now, there are some tricks to getting your property to be at the first page, atop of the listings, things to keep your property fresh. But he knew 
that that wasn't enough to stay competitive in his market, which I think is really interesting. And I want our listeners to really grab onto that. If you want, even if it's a bedroom in your home, Airbnb is getting very competitive. Even here, Annette should, uh, sent me a picture um, at the Ohio State University Stadium. Airbnb mm-hmm. is now advertising. Wow. So if you think about all those eyeballs that are coming to the Airbnb website and how many listings are allowed to be on page one, mm-hmm. there are a lot of listings in Columbus, Ohio. Mm-hmm. So now you're bringing strategies that say, hey, there are a lot of people on Airbnb, but there are also a lot of people on Facebook mm-hmm. and Instagram. Yeah. So I know you've only been at it for three months now with this property, but what else have you seen uh, besides the engagement and the questions? Have Has occupancy rate changed at all yet? Yes. Yes. So we had, um, so I think he brought me on because September and October, August, September and October looked lighter than what he wanted it to be. And coupled with a couple other things, which we'll talk about later, like emails and website updating that and all that. But through social media, we were able to capture an audience that we never would have found otherwise by me going on and engaging with people who maybe are engaging with other uh, luxury properties in Mexico or people who, you know, you can search certain terms on there, people who are looking to travel soon. Engaging with them puts eyeballs on the brand. And whether they're booking now or a year from now, being in front of them is, is a good thing, right? So that's been super helpful. These people are commenting now on photos saying like, oh man, I can't wait to stay there. Or, you know, we'll get messages like, can't come this year, but I hope to come next year. Just more eyeballs on it that they ever would have found it on Airbnb. Because like you said, in Sayulita, Mexico, there are a million properties, a million. Like I said, I couldn't even find this property by searching it on Airbnb wow. because there's so many properties there. So we had to do something to get up there. There's a lot of nice properties too. It's not like this is like the number one best property there. I mean, it might be, but it's, there's other nice properties there. So how can we be, how can we get out there in front of people? Same thing in Columbus or anywhere you are, it, Nebraska, it doesn't matter. If you're not putting your property out there, no one else is going to do it for you. So right. you have to find a way to push your property out a little bit further to get eyeballs on it. And whether they're going to book today or tomorrow, you're still getting that brand awareness. Here's a little tip too. I don't know, I don't know if you do this yet, but you just gave me a really good idea. Okay, if you're on Airbnb and maybe you're just shopping, you want to go to Mexico next year mm-hmm. in two years from now, you're just like dreaming right now. You can save properties under a city. Like if you're planning to go to Mexico, you don't know where, right? So if you're on Instagram, you can say, hey, saving for that luxury vacation, find our property, press save, right? The heart button. And that also gives you good Airbnb SEO juju. And so the more your property is saved, on the platform, the more Airbnb is going to push your property. Even if they don't save it, if they're clicking on your property from Instagram just to see the rest of the pictures, Mm -hmm. that also gives you Airbnb juju and will get you on that first page. So this is all just really good, like circle life situation. Yeah. And is that, so you can, you can, is there a link where I could say like, Hey, save us here. Yes. I could just push it out. Link to the property. Yeah. If you just like, oh, and then lifting, they can link it. Right. There's a little heart. Yeah. I should look it up. I don't know if it's the top left or top right of, mm-hmm. of the listing. There's a little heart where you can save it. Oh, I've done that before. Yes. I know yeah. exactly what you're talking yeah. about. Yeah. And so it's like can, a wish list. It's that's your like wish a, list. Well, yeah, that's like more call social action. Me, that's yeah. more social media content as well. Mm-hmm. You, there's something else you can push out there yeah. as well. You can ask that you like challenge and like, hey, yep. add us to your wish list. Mm-hmm. Something else, listeners, and we didn't talk about this. We do a little pre talk before is if you can, I think Linktree. Uh, is an mm-hmm. awesome tool to use for your bio. 
And uh, we'll put that in the show notes too, but it's link.tree, I believe, or link that we'll, we'll, we'll notate it. But yeah. what you could do is you could link to, if you have multiple properties, you could share other ones there. You could link directly to your booking page on Airbnb, VRBO, HomeAway, whichever platform you're on. And then you could also link to like your favorite spots so they can take a peek at your favorite coffee shop, your favorite restaurant. So you really like, oh my gosh, I want to go to this place. So they can see that stuff and actually see the presentation of the businesses that way. So I think if you check that out, um, Linktree is free too. There's a paid version, but it also gives you a, a much more room to highlight other things that you might be involved with than just your Instagram feed. Can you, I have a question. How do you, when you're reaching out to people on Instagram that are commenting on other places, What's your go-to line? Like, what's your like, you know, what are you, what are you exactly saying? Like help our listeners out. Cause yeah. sometimes it's kind of creepy. Like, mm-hmm. oh, I see you like this bedroom. I see you <laughs> like this beachfront. Like, how are you, are you saying the same thing to everybody? Like walk us through if someone's following another property in the same area, mm-hmm. how do you attack that? So the first thing we do is follow them, follow okay. that person individually. Now the trick is you don't want your following count to be higher than your followers, which something is that happens very easily. Like I've actually done that in an accident with one of my other clients before. So you got to be a little more cautious about it. There's apps you can use that if after you know a month or two, the people you're following aren't following you back, you can automatically unfollow them. That way your numbers go back a little even. But first you follow. And then second, if they're posting a cute picture, be like, oh, look super fun. Or if they post a picture of travel, they were gone somewhere or, you know, come check out Sayulita next. And, or, you know, just being like a human, just being a real human with them is much better than being like, come check out our four bedroom private luxury bath, like salesy, right? right. Just being mm-hmm. engaging with them on a human level, like love this photo. You might like Sayulita, uh, or you might like wherever you are. Um, just, just being a normal person behind the brand will, person will be like, well, that's not that it's not creepy, right? right. It's a, they're not trying to sell me or they're not trying to spam me. Um, yeah, that's how we've done it. And then talk to us about direct bookings like that you've gotten from Facebook or Instagram. Mm-hmm. Kind of walk us through how did it start out? Like cool kitchen with no with no walls. And then like, what's next? You're, they're like, hey, we're staying here during these dates. Like talk us through how you get an actual booking via either Facebook or Instagram. So there's, there's a couple ways to look at this. When you're doing organic stuff like that, there's not a way to track that someone clicked on your website through Instagram and then booked. Mm-hmm. Like maybe there is some software somewhere that exists, but like for the most part, you know, that's the number one question I get from my clients. Okay, if we if I if I, you know, do this much social media, how much more revenue am I going to get? I can't answer that because it's it's you can't track that. Now paid advertising, you can 100% track that, right? You can see all the analytics, you can do the clicks. When it's organic, you can't track it. So that's a, that's a hard question because we I can't say, okay, this person went from here to point A to point B to point C to point D, right? Because you don't know. But for this particular property, we have VRBO, Airbnb, and HomeAway. So there's more than just Airbnb that we're, we're promoting. Airbnb is the number one for this property because it's, it's where they get the most bookings. So, it's, so if someone comments or asks a question like, hey, how can I book, uh, book the one bedroom? We send them the Airbnb link. If they say, what's the availability for, you know, the three bedroom, 
we send them the link to the three-bedroom Airbnb and then hope they book. But we don't know if that person actually, we could probably look at their name and then see the booking, but sometimes mm-hmm. a friend books it, you know, so it's really hard to track. So it's not the best answer, but it's it's hard to track that. But just knowing that these engaging conversations, mm-hmm. directing them to your booking sites. So you're actually sending them the direct link to your property. Yes. So that, I mean, or, yeah, or we also have a website as well that will, if they're like, I want to see more pictures. Okay, go to our website and there you can see all the pictures and then you can go to Airbnb from there. Yeah. I guess you could also ask them. Oh, okay. Wow. That's a lot. I have a lot of questions now for you. Yeah. <laughs> so do you ask them, do, do they ask them where they found the property initially? Like when they check out? When and they then- check out, yeah, I believe he added that. I asked him to add that. I don't have the I don't have the login to do yeah. all that stuff, yeah. but um, that's one thing I've asked him to add. Yeah, because you should ask them like, yes. was it? Did you just find us on Airbnb? Did you mm-hmm. find us on Instagram? So that would be one thing you could do. Yeah. Um, do you use stories on your Instagram account? So for we something like this. We did for a while, but we found having uh, consistent content was hard because one, I'm not there, mm. um, and two, like. I'd have to be really in like Sayulita news, looking at what's going on there. And it just didn't, for me to be remote like this, it doesn't work mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. If you have a property and you're managing it and you're there or you're in Columbus or you're wherever your property is, wherever your property is, if you're around that area, use stories, 100%. Um, for my particular client, it doesn't make sense for me to do that. It's like Snapchat. Like you can't do you can't do live stuff and real-time stuff when you're not there, Yeah, right? You can post, like, here's a photo. Like, you could do one-offs, like, but does that make a huge impact? Not really. What makes an impact is, like, the real-time stuff right. that people really behind like. Scenes, yeah, so. behind-the-scenes stuff. So, yeah, no, we don't do that. But I 100% think you should. So for listeners, I should say, too, like, maybe you, you're not social media savvy. So there's a feed on your Instagram, and that's, like, those still pictures that come up on the scrolling situation on Instagram and on Facebook. And then stories are... Usually videos, but they could be still photos too, where, you know, for my personal business, I use them as like a behind the scenes where people can see what they're not as curated. They're not as pretty. They're not as put together, but I think that's why people like them. Mm-hmm. And so I can see why that would be hard to, to capitalize, but yeah. But if you had someone that was at your property or, um, someone that's around the area, like if you have a co-host or mm-hmm. someone that's there, have them take video and photos and send it to you later. There they you don't go. have to post at the right time, but um, just have some content stored. Yeah. That's one thing we're working on is getting more videos there. It's just hard when I'm here and they're there. But one, one of our goals is to have just a bunch of videos that we can pull from and post on the stories. And it looks like it's real time. It's okay if it's not. Oh, right. yeah. It looks like it is. Right. Do you have a hashtag for the property that you ask? Hashtag Casa Palmar, Sayulita. Do you yeah. ask your guests to use it? Is it somewhere in the welcome guide? If or? the okay. owner will do that, yeah. yeah. <laughs> here's, the, here's the thing though. Like I'm doing all the social media stuff. What right. they do in the house, I can't control that, right. but I can give them a lot of suggestions sure. of what to do. And the tagging and the hashtagging, yes, I feel like 100% they should be. Yeah, that would be, for listeners, that would be so helpful because mm-hmm. when people are in your area, they're probably, they can hashtag it super easy and then you have that content. Well, then you as the owner, right? If you, if you, if your call to action in your property is to tag your property and you follow, you can follow hashtags on Instagram. So you can then get notified that someone, a guest used your tag because they were staying there. And then like Kelly was saying, you can store that for later for mm-hmm. other content. Um, and just you're, you're letting your guests do some of the work for you, which is yeah. cool. So if you want to look at a really great account that you guys have had on the show, the box hop, I mean, they're, yes. they're killing it with their mm-hmm. social media because they, first of all, it's a beautiful place. So 
that helps a lot. They have great photos, but they're people that are staying there. And I just stayed there a week or two ago. I don't remember if they had in their book, you know, tag us or hashtag us, but I did because it's beautiful. And if you look through their hashtag, the box top or the, any of their tagged photos, there's a million. Mm-hmm. They never have to take a photo again because they have all their people are doing it for them. Mm-hmm. Like if you can get to that point, that's amazing. And I think that for some of our past episodes, I know the box hop, Flippin' Wendy, mm-hmm. uh, the Granville Barn, Beach Lodge. What Kelly was talking about earlier about repurposing the same photo over and over again. Look at those accounts and you'll get a really good feel about how they use the same image over and over and over again but maybe they crop it a little bit or they have a different, uh, you know, a different caption. So I think, you know, and all four of those people were guests on the show and they probably were guests on the show for a reason because we probably found them on social media. But that's something that um, I think if you look at them for examples and then obviously the one that Kelly works with, but we'll make sure to tag all of them in the show notes too because they can really be educational helping you get um, get guests. But I want, I know one thing that the local um people can do very easily is like, especially if you have a late cancellation, it's really nice on social media. Be like, Hey, we had someone just canceled. It's Labor Day weekend. Jump in. Or if it's like, we never have openings. You can actually push specific dates to people. If you want to, you could even like offer discounts via like, Hey, shoot me a DM, direct message me. I'm giving 20% off today to the first person that, you know, you can almost do contests you could do certain discounts yeah. via via your social. I mean, also. I think if you can partner with um, another company that's near your, let's let's just say, I'm just going to use Columbus for example because that's where we we are. But let's say you have your property is near Dublin, right? Mm-hmm. You can partner with the zoo or go buy zoo tickets, the Columbus Zoo, and say, hey, we're doing a giveaway for Columbus Zoo tickets and or whatever. It could be a concert. It could mm-hmm. be something else. Doing giveaways on your feed does not have to be a night stay. You do not have to give away free nights unless you want to. Mm-hmm. But doing giveaways with other local companies that are nearby, tag them. They're going to share you as right. well. Oh, So ooh. it's just this snowball effect. As many different brands you can get to get in on some sort of giveaway. It can be as little as $20. Or up to like get a free candle yep. from this local candle company. Con- so wait, when, I say, when I say a giveaway, I mean you comment. You, have, you say, okay, here's the rules to enter a giveaway. Comment below. Uh, you must follow us and these other accounts that are part of this giveaway. You must tag, I don't know, two to five people. That you would travel with. That like, you would travel with. Yeah, your travel buddies. Tag your travel mm-hmm. buddies. And you must, so you must like us and you must tag us. And then you must comment on this post. And then you have to put in like, Instagram is not, does not sponsor this right, giveaway, that right. sort of stuff. But giveaways are huge, but just keep in mind, you don't have to give away a free night like, to make it a good giveaway. You can make it a sense of urgency. Like, hey, the zoo tickets go to the, fir- the first person that mm-hmm. books. Right. After this post. And, and it then, doesn't matter if that person doesn't stay at your property that night. It's the fact that you gave something away yeah. and that other brands are going to be sharing it as right. well. That was, so, a, that was a really good idea. <laughs> <laughs> like Listeners, like pay attention mm-hmm. to that. I know a lot of our listeners, like they actually have businesses too. Use both of your businesses. Mm-hmm. You know, we, Ohio Brew Couple or, you know, mm-hmm. Sarah co-hosts yeah. for them. They have a brewery. You can double up on that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. You, you know, do the yeah. giveaway even with your own. And it's own free company. to do that. I mean, as far as like posting it, however, whatever you're giving away obviously isn't, but having other brands tag and collaborate with you that pick someone that has a lot of followers, right? And then ask them to share and you'll share them. And it's just a good way to, well, one, build a good relationship with those brands, but also just to grow your followers. 
Can you talk about that? Can you talk about working with influencers yes. in your area? Now, maybe let's break this down to what an influencer is, mm-hmm. listeners who aren't quite sure, how to contact them, and then what are some agreements you can come to that are win-win? Yeah. Um, so influencers, they used to be called bloggers because everyone used to blog, mm-hmm. right? And that's kind of going away. A lot of people still do, but Instagram has made it so much easier for the, these influencers to post their content, post stories and stuff. So influencers are people who have a lot of followers on social media and to typically post about a certain thing, whether that's their city, fashion, travel, their kids, they have some sort of theme that goes along with them. So I've used influencers with other clients that are food related or maybe that are fitness related. Right now I'm working with influencers that are travel related, specifically for me, internationally travel related people that live in the U S that travel to Mexico, but you could also find influencers that are local to your area that can help promote your space. So just for Columbus, there's a million influencers here in Columbus. There's really good ones. And let's say your property is in downtown. You could have a local Columbus influencer because that's, that promotes different events and food and different, um, you know, touristy things that are going on. She probably has followers that aren't just from Columbus. She has followers from Indiana, Kentucky, Cleveland, Cincinnati, because people, Columbus has become a nice hub for stuff like this, right? For events and all that. So we reach out to them through the Instagram app, typically from the handle that I'm under. So Mm -hmm. not like as Kelly, but as uh, Casa Palmar or as whatever brand you are. Or you can also email them. Um, But I like to say, I like to reach out through Instagram first. Like, hey, I'm going to shoot you an email. We'd love to collaborate on a project together. And then I'll follow up with an email um, with a little more info as well. And most of the time, influencers are going to say, sure, I'd love to. Like, let's just trade. Like if you're giving them a night stay or you're giving them a free a day or a couple days at your property. Some of them, if they have a higher following though, they're going to charge you. But sometimes you got to weigh that. Is it worth it? If they have hundreds of thousands of followers, probably. Yeah, it's probably worth it. <laughs> but if you know, you're know you just a one night stay, they're most likely going to be able to come and not charge you for that. And what should some of the things you'd be asking the influencer to do while they're in the space that's yeah. win-win for the owner? Yeah. I mean, the good thing now is influencers, this has kind of been their, this is their side hustle now, right? Like most of these people have other jobs. But they know now like, okay, these people are asking me because I'm going to share, I'm going to tag, I'm going to post stories about them. So you can just say, hey, we'd love for you to experience you know, one or two nights at our property. We ask that you, here's a couple of things we think you should do while you're there. Maybe it's go to the local trail or go to the local brewery that's nearby and tag us, use our hashtag, share our location. And we ask that you maybe post about it. Like, I don't know, you can make up a number six times during right. your stay. Right. And then like one to two times afterward right. in the month to follow. Yeah. Um, you can ask them to do that stuff and they'll either say yes or no, but most of the time they'll say yes. And then yeah. what's your strategy on what nights they stay? Do you have them stay on a weekend night? Do you have them stay on like a low point? Um, I think it's kind of, you have to work with them on that. A lot of them have jobs that are nine to five normal jobs. So they can't do during the week, which obviously would be better for your bookings, Mm -hmm. but they just can't. So you work with them on that and say, what works for your schedule? We're happy to give you one Friday night or a Thursday night or something. Mm -hmm. Or maybe even like, if you want to come and do with influencers, you know, there's, they do photo shoots all the time too. come to our property for the day. You can do, you can have our property for free for the day for photo shoots for your brand. Can offer them that too if an overnight isn't going to work for them. That's a great idea. Yeah. But also not even just inviting them to come to stay, but interacting with them too, commenting on their photos, 
That's how influencers grow is by that's they're number one at this. They comment, they engage with people. If you engage with them, they're going to build that relationship a little stronger. So you're not just like basically cold calling them. Right. Mm-hmm. So ahead of time with all these influencers that I'm working with, trying to, I have 40 in a spreadsheet that I want to reach out to that are international right now. I'm building that relationship. So they see my name more than once liking them, commenting with them. And that way, when I reach out, they're like, who is this? Yeah. They already have an idea who we are. I mean, Annette and I even know, even for Thanks for Visiting, which for us is just a way for us to share our podcast episodes to get people to listen to the podcast. We have regulars, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Who like regularly comment and regularly whatever. And then sometimes people do say, hey, I would love to be on the podcast. I know they've been following us for a while. They've been engaging us for a few things. And so when they ask, and they also include what kind of value they could bring to our listeners, we're more likely to be like, yes. And then, you know, this, then then we follow up with an email and get mm-hmm. to the collaboration. So yeah. Yeah. It's a little more organic that way too. It's not just like salesy and pitchy. Yeah. It's like, Hey, we've been chatting for a while now. You want to come stay? <laughs> it's the same. And it's the same with, you know, you're looking for a regular job, right? Like on LinkedIn, like you follow the corporation you first, yeah. you right. engage with their posts right. and then maybe you, whatever. So yeah, you're going to look at their website before you go to yeah, the yeah. And know <laughs> more about them before you just like, can I pick your brain? Who are you? Yeah. Right. So, right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think this is a good place to wrap up this episode. We're gonna um, Kelly's help gonna help us on some other episodes also. So stay tuned all about marketing. But what just what are those three tips? What can we tell them today? Get on Facebook, get on Instagram. Like, what do you tell them? Don't delay. I think don't make it harder than it is. It's I mean the same principles I always say is apply to a restaurant to any place that's trying to get people in their door. Apply to your property. Have nice pictures. Get on Instagram. Get on Facebook. Post consistently. You don't have to post all the time and engage with people. Mm-hmm. Those are the, the main things you have to do. Where can our listeners follow you and engage with you? <laughs> <laughs> so I have my personal account, uh, Kelly K. Rao, R-A-U-C-H. Um, you can follow, follow me there. My website is golocalanywhere.com. Yeah, those are the best places. Awesome. Well, thank you for being on the show. Yeah. Listeners, this is gold that she just gave out for free. So <laughs> yeah. she won't charge you, but you could probably Venmo or cash. <laughs> I'll take <laughs> it. <laughs> Or wine again. Like I said, I'll take anything. (laughs) We got you. All right. Well, thanks for listening. I'm Annette Grant. I'm Sarah Karakayan. We are Thanks for Visiting. And we will be back with an episode next week. See you then. Thanks for listening to the Thanks for Visiting podcast. Head on over to the show notes for this episode at thanksforvisiting.me. If you're looking to take your listing to the next level and show your guests how much you care, be sure to check out our line of thoughtful hosting products from hosting checklists to custom mugs to toilet paper stickers. We've got you covered. And if you love our show, remember sharing is caring. Please hit that subscribe button and leave us a review. Awesome reviews help us bring you awesome content. Thanks for tuning in. And we look forward to hanging out with you next week. Thanks for visiting.